I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I am Blake Harrison and joining me as ever is Stuart Whiffin. How are you, mate? Whiffin. 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 I'm all right. You all right? Yeah, very good. Very good. <laughs> I, I mean... Glad you could make it. Glad you could make it. Yeah, I had some technical difficulties. And by technical difficulties, I mean, there was some technical difficulties. Then I just really needed a poo and it wasn't a clean break. So, you know, there was a, a <laughs> big clean up needed. So, you know, it's, it's just how it goes. You know, it's life. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went to the wrong event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, then you, I, in, you it, looked back into our, our little Zoom event. In a panic. Paris. In a panic, I was in the waiting room of our <laughs> MMA post-Paris chat. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> quality all around from me, really. Oh, it must be good for you. I'll take it uh, that the kids are back to school. Is, is normality resuming for the you? The kids went back to school today. I'm very aware of the fact that there's this huge bright light just shining in my face right now. So I'm going to shut You've those. You've gone full I'm Casper again. I've gone, You've gone full, full Casper. Casper. So I'm going to shut those blinds up in a second. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the kids went back to school today. They've gone back a little bit, uh, a little mm. bit later, I think. It was like inset day or whatever. I don't know what the teachers do. They just have one day where they go in and probably have a few drinks together and be like, oh, school would be great without the kids, wouldn't it? We're just getting lagging. That's probably what they're doing, isn't it? Uh, and, yeah. uh, Let's hope they don't listen to this. Yeah. Ah, well, who cares? What are we going to do? Um, and uh, yeah, so they're back today. All good. Um, so yeah, you kind of, it's that thing. I don't like when parents, there's a big, big, me and my wife talking about this. This is so not MMA related, what I'm about to say. But there's a big culture at the moment, I think, of like, to be a cool parent, you have to be like, oh, can't wait till the kids get back to school. Oh, yeah. Oh, the kids, I can't wait to get them out from under my feet. Oh, fucking kids or whatever it is. It's like, I love the summer holidays. I love that. Don't get me wrong. I, I could do without the early mornings quite so much, and like, but yeah. then you have the but, early I mean, mornings. They're, they're never in the same room as you. The nannies have got them in a different oh, part mate, of, of, of Harrison Towers, fucking, haven't they? How fucking dare you? Um, <laughs> but uh, no, like my son will get in with us anytime from like sixes. But at least when we're on the summer holidays, we can sort of try and convince him to go back to sleep. But when it's like yeah. school runs coming up and stuff, like and you are like, well, we're going to be up in a little bit anyway to start school. But basically, my point is. I I quite like having them around a lot. Like I I don't know. I just I 
I don't I don't think it's good to be constantly like oh fucking kids oh get, I can't get I can't wait for them to go back to school especially if they're in earshot you imagine that yeah. like imagine like the person that you like love the most in the world makes you feel the most protected Turns around and says, "Wish, yeah, we should get lost." (laughs) It's like like when I'm out with you on a night out, and you're like, "Oh, wish Blake would go away." (laughs) It hurts. It hurts, Stu. It hurts my feelings. But yeah, I only say it internally. I can't believe you're hearing what I'm saying in my own head. That's worrying. You're getting to the age now where Uh, what you think is in your head is just coming out your mouth. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That, that, what's scarier than than Izzy or St- uh, Sean Strickland? And I don't know wh- where you're at. But obviously, I'm out of the woods now. My kids have uh, have, have both left school, and uh, but th- there was a schoolgate mafia when, when when I was there. Mm. Like just just a firm of mums that yeah. were like they were the, like the mean girls. They 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 was like the firm that run the, the schoolgate. Yeah, and like that was pretty terrifying. Like, how do you navigate around that being that bloke off the telly? Oh, I don't hang around, mate. I'm like, at the gate, like, the pickup, obviously, you've got to do a little bit more. But I, I, I'm, I'm timing, like, right, that door is opening in T minus 25 seconds. Boom. Then I'm getting out of the car. <laughs> and then I'm there. And then I'm doing pit. So, but no, but there, there, there's, like, something. I wouldn't say there's, like, there is a little clique of mums. There's a little clique yeah, of mums. Of but I, I, I just say, say my hellos. I'm polite. Enough. I, I'll get involved with the old conversation every now and again. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm not on any of the watch. Sure, I can't wait for them to be back to bloody school. Yeah, yeah. Get them out from under my feet. I know. The, the thing <laughs> is, I mean, there probably will be those people. And I'll just smile and nod and yeah. be like, yeah, sure. Because don't, I don't want to be like, you're a terrible parent because you're saying that. I was like, I, firstly, you probably... Like, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't have the energy for that conversation. I don't want to waste my time. Like, yeah, God, yeah, know what you mean. Right, kids, let's go. And they're off. I was the, I was the opposite. I, I was just, I, I wanted to be in with the mean girls. Did you? I, I'd, I'd try, I'd, I'd try and get in with them, but it just weren't happening. It really weren't. I'd always sort of like try and pick like the weakest one and just think, right, I reckon I could get in via this one. But nah, she the, 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 she was the, like the, a bit sweeter. Gave you a little smile, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, I could spark up a conversation." Slightly approachable. God, what about so and so and the science homework? Eh? And then the others just walk along and are like, "Why are you talking to our friend? <laughs> Keep away from exactly us." Exactly that. Exactly that. I tried. I tried for a good ten years to break down the schoolgate mafia, but never got in. Never got in. Anyway. Let's, uh, let, let's talk about uh, this upcoming event this Saturday. Uh, UFC 293, Izzy versus Strickland. Um, let's start at the top. I mean, b- actually, before we start breaking down the fights, um, I've gone through the card this morning. Keep talking. Again. I'm shutting those blinds. Um, okay, no worries. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but it's, it's not the greatest card. Um, and obviously, we're seeing Izzy fight... Sean Strickland, we'll we'll break that down. I'm sure in a moment. But is it the most exciting fight for uh, Izzy? Maybe, but I, I think there's other fights we'd all like to see, which which we will get onto. But apart from that, you then look at the co-main, which is Bolkoff and and, and Tuvaza, which has every, you know, it, it will be a fan favorite fight because tie is fun. Mm-hmm. But when you look down on it. And and you're looking at that card and where it is, it's missing Dan Hooker. It's missing Bobby Knuckles. It's missing Volk. I, I think even if we would have had a a Bobby Knuckles on that card or something else as a co-main, I think it would have really rocketed that that 
that car because I think it's not that great. I would agree with you. I I don't think it's a mm. great card. It's very, uh, I say, it's sort of that kind of like Australasia heavy, but without a lot of the big hitters outside of Adesanya. Yeah. And obviously you'd probably include Ty in that as well. But you're right. If if they'd have delayed the Drickus Duplessis Robert Whittaker fight to the to this card, but then people would have been saying, well, it should have been Drickus in the main event. It's a complicated, this is a complicated one because also I have to point out to I think they've booked a sort of baddish card here, but they haven't been helped, and it's not their fault, the UFC matchmakers, that say Manel Cap was supposed to fight Kai Kara France. That would have been a yeah. much better fight and much more interesting. Kai's got injured. You, those things happen. Like You can't help that. Yeah. But overall, yeah, had they have had Robert Whittaker on the card or something like that, that would have really helped things along. Or even just, you know... Get a Hamzat Shemaev on the card. I mean, God knows what he's doing at the moment, Hamzat and all that. But Well, he's fighting Costa, isn't he? Oh, he is. Yes, he is. When is that? It's, yeah, it's confirmed. 294. 294. Well, they get, do it this. Do it this one. 293. But, um, but yeah, so it's not, you know, it's not great. It hasn't been helped by Kai Kara France having to pull out, and I, I think that would have helped things a bit. But... Yeah, it's it's just it just doesn't read great. I mean, when you're looking at the main card and you're going Cap versus Felipe dos Santos, who is he? He's making his debut, making his UFC debut. Right. Taffer versus Austin Lane, which is a, a rematch of that weird eye poke fight from while ago. But n- yeah. neither of them are, are big main card fighters on a pay per view event. Tyson Pedro versus Anton. Turkaj, who I don't know very well, and Tyson Pedro, obviously, coming off that loss, I think. Modestus. Modestus, yeah. So, uh, yeah. this Former guest of the show, Modestus. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it, this is, I think, one of the worst pay-per-view cards I have seen since we've been doing this podcast. Whether it, I, I, My memory's not good enough to say it's my definitively God. the worst. But it's one of the worst. You are going in on this card as hard as I went in on Rose. <laughs> like this is <laughs> what? No, what? Like, could, where? Like, am I wrong? Like, I, no, you're you're not. I, you're, you're absolutely right. It's it's it, you ain't getting up early for this one because like, even the main you, event, you're... the star power of Israel Adesanya should be enough to carry it over. I just don't give a fuck about him fighting Sean Strickland. I just don't. There's nothing well, in talk, that fight that interests me, really. Let's talk about this fight because, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I do want to shout out that every time I have heard Izzy refer to Drickus, he keeps calling him Dickless, which I really can't stop sniggering at. <laughs> and uh, and, <laughs> and I, I see that Izzy said, like, um, and he, he says something along the lines of, like, look, Dickless, like, I'm... It's down to me who I fight, when I fight. Uh, I'm going to see what happens with Costa and Hamzat. Uh, then I might decide who I'll fight. And I don't even know if you're going to feature in that. And it's like, he's just toying with him because it's easy yeah. and it's it's fight week. He's, you know, he's probably a bit ratty and he's also trying to hype this weekend's fights. Um, I don't think the UFC will do that. I think the Drickers fight, particularly with Izzy getting in the cage after the Bobby Knuckles fight, I'm like, that... That's happening next. If if Hamza absolutely destroys Costa in like the first round or whatever of their fight, then sure you've got a situation there where maybe 
they can play them two off against each other. And Adesanya versus Hamzat would be a huge fight. But I just think it'd be crazy not to do the Drickers fight after everything that's gone down. But hey, I don't know if 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 Ades if if um. Adesanya is an active fighter. If Hamzat destroys Costa and then could fight again in, I don't know, December, January, anything like that, and, uh, and Adesanya's up for that quick turnaround, maybe you do have a situation where Drickus is like, oh, no, this hasn't gone well, uh, and they're booking Adesanya right. Hamzat. Ridiculous scenario. Go on. Sean Strickland knocks out. Easy. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fucking mental. Come on. I mean, it would it'd be, be mental. Absolutely mental. I mean, but sure, let's let's say there's a world where that happens. Right, and and it would be nuts, and I don't want to see that happen because I think he's a tit, an absolute tit, and like any time he opens his mouth, it it just makes me cringe, and uh, and I don't even think he's he's turning that on for the press. I do think he's that guy. And and I'm not a fan, um, and I can't in a in a million years see him stopping Izzy. But this is MMA. Uh, he's got heavy hands and he's a good striker. It could happen. So say that happens. Mm-hmm. What does that do to the whole of that sort of top five and, and potential fights? Well, I'd imagine Adesanya gets an immediate rematch again. My sure. thing is. If you defend your belt three times, then you can get an immediate rematch. Uh, okay. But technically, Adesanya, this is his first title defense since beating Ferreira. Of course. Of so, course. you know, it's a bit of a weird one. But I think Izzy is the biggest star. He's one of the biggest stars in the entirety of the UFC. Maybe he's the biggest. I mean, I think Sean O'Malley is is probably going to be fast on his heels. John Jones is obviously a huge, huge deal. But does Izzy have slightly more crossover appeal, particularly with a younger audience? I don't know. I mean, I'm taking Connor out of the equation because Connor is Connor, and you know, I'm taking Connor out of the equation. But um, but yeah, Izzy is top five for sure. Biggest stars in the UFC, including Connor. He's sure. he's in the top five. Connor yeah. obviously being number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they'd be crazy not to give him an immediate rematch just because that's what will do the biggest numbers and that'll be probably the most interesting story. Um, but for the rest of the top five, yeah, Drickus is then going, what What do I do? Does he just keep waiting around? Because again, Izzy is an active fighter. He will want to get back in there quick. Uh, so does Drickus just wait around and hope Izzy wins again and gets in touch? Or, or do you have to do Drickus versus... Hamzat, if Hamzat beats Costa, or Costa if, if Costa beats Hamzat, which I, I, I imagine Hamzat would win that fight. But yeah, that, that might really shake up the division for sure. But uh, this is like, but I mean, look, we had Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes in that first fight, and everyone was going, there is not a way, no way Pena beats Nunes. And look what happened. So I don't think. Yeah. I'm not expecting any kind of shocking result. Like sometimes you're like, look, if a shock happens, it'll be shocking, but I won't be totally surprised by it. If this happens, if 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 Strickland were to beat Adesanya, whether it be via wrestling, knockout, decision, any of those things, I would be shocked. I would be there with like my head my head in my hands going, How? How has that happened? There's no world in which 
Strickland possesses anything that I've ever seen that should give Adesanya problems, which is another reason why I'm like, the main event of this card is to- just meh for me. Just meh. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I, I, I think... It, I don't even know if he's a fan favorite, Strickland, but he talks so much shit, and he shit, that it grabs headlines. Yes. And and it's very, very marketable, you know, for, in a bad way a lot yep. of the time. Um, and it and it's you know it 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 reaches out to an element of the you know of the of the fight fan community that I don't necessarily think is the most kind of uh, open minded and progressive. Uh, and I think a lot of what he says probably excites those people. Yep. Um, and and I'm I'm just not on board with it and. Nothing's going to make me more happy than seeing Izzy standing over Sean Strickland on Saturday, uh, firing arrows at him. Like, I, I, I can't wait to see. Well, that. he said he's um, going to do a TikTok dance over him, so, uh, oh, so that'll really? be fun. Mix oh, okay. it up a bit, you know, a little TikTok dance. Um, I mean, look, we've both made our points about Strickland, even on other episodes of this podcast. Very clear that like we think what he says is a load of nonsense, and we're not fans of his personally, but. As a fighter, even if we're looking at that, he's only won three of his last five. Two wins recently over Abus, uh, was it Magomedov? Uh, I might be getting that wrong, uh, but he... Um, it was. Yeah, uh, Abus Magomedov, uh, who's not ranked. He's, he's an unranked fighter at the moment, Abus. And uh, Imarvov, who's ranked 12th. So out of his last five fights, he's lost three and got two wins over people that are outside of the top 10. One of them is outside of the top 15. That shouldn't get... He's a lucky boy. That should not get you a title shot. That shouldn't get you a title shot. And I don't want to delve back into it, but it just shows you there is a reward system for people saying dumb stuff. 
And it's, yeah. you know, one of the sad things about the sport, I think. But also just, we just look at the... On, go on, sorry. Just on Strickland, how long do you think he's been in the UFC? Oh, mate, I don't know. In my head, he's been around for a while. Um, Nine years, Blake. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me too much. I can't believe that. Yeah. I literally thought he'd been in the UFC maybe five years. Yeah. Like, nine years. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. And like, and you look at his record and it's quite uninspiring. And like you say, you know, c- coming off of two wins against people that aren't, you know, highly ranked. And you look at what Drickus has been doing and you look at what other people in that division have been doing. It feels a bit weird that it he's fast tracked to that. It does. And, I mean, but and I hope you, you mentioned that. And, and that's 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 the that's the reason this fight is happening, isn't it? It was. I believe a scheduling error on part of the UFC. Mm. They had this huge pay-per-view event in Australia that they were always going to have Israel Adesanya as the headline of. It was just, who does he fight? And what they did was six weeks ago, they had Robert Whittaker versus Drickers Duplessis. And they were thinking the winner of that fight will get the title shot. And it was like, mate, you can't do, you can't be like, have a fight that could go three rounds, whatever it is could be a war and say in six weeks time, then you're fighting for the belt. Obviously Drickus is like, no, I'm not ready. And I don't blame him. Like Drickus has said some stuff that I'm not a big fan of as well, but he's like from a sporting point of view, if you are fighting a guy that everyone thinks you're going to lose to fighting a guy that is the, without a doubt, number one ranked middleweight in the world, obviously underneath the champion, as if you're going to be ready six weeks later than that to then go and fight the champion, who, again, is a slightly different style. I know they're both great strikers, Whitaker and Adesanya, but very different body types, all those things. Like, that is, that's just, that's just really hard. And it, it, it seemed like really bad scheduling to do that. And now we're in a situation where when you look at the rankings, again, outside of the scheduling, you can understand why the UFC have done this. Because when we scroll down those middleweight rankings, Drickus is now number one, but he's said he wasn't ready. Robert Whittaker is number two. He's just lost to Drickus, and he's lost to Adesanya twice. Cannonier has lost to Adesanya. Vittoria has lost to Adesanya twice. And then you wind up at Sean Strickland. Underneath that, Costa has lost to Adesanya in devastating fashion, and he's now booked to fight Hamzat. Derek Brunson has lost to Adesanya and hasn't looked great recently. Then there's Roman Delite. He doesn't earn a title. He hasn't earned a title shot. I think he lost to Vittori in London, didn't he? And I don't can't remember what he's mm-hmm. done since then. Jack Hermanson. Tight fight that though. Tight fight. Yeah, it was a tight fight, but you can't give him a title shot. Jack Hermanson, sure. I don't believe has looked great. I haven't got his record in front of me, but then, then you go down to Brendan Allen, who's looked really good lately, and is fighting Paul Craig. And I think Paul Craig's first main event uh, coming up soon. Well, Paul Craig wanted Sean Strickland, didn't he? Yes. When he, for, his, for his middleweight debut, he wanted Sean Strickland. He thinks that's a great matchup. I agree that's a great matchup for Paul Craig. Yeah, um, I agree. But, but yeah, basically, I, my I, point I, being, I, you know, I, who else was there? We are that right. Strickland you're is right. fifth, and he has at least had a win recently. So mm. we, this, this is the situation we're in. Adesanya is cleaning out that division. Um, yeah, and if and if Drickus ain't a bat, unfortunately, the next stop can you, happens to be Sean. Yeah, Strickland. what can you do? So look, I, I I'm moaning about the matchmaking, and I think rightfully so in terms of the Drickus versus Robert Whittaker uh, fight. But when we're now at the situation we're in, there was no one other than Strickland. So 
I get it. I just have no massive interest in it. Um, and I mean, even from a kind of game planning point of view, let's look back at Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. When apparently, is it Eric Nixick, his coach and stuff, was saying, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And he just went in there and went, ah, I'm just going to kickbox this ridiculously, well. hugely powered elite kickboxer and he got sparked in seconds like is he gonna just have another have, terrible game planning moment have you seen what he's what he said this uh yesterday uh strickland remind me right let's uh let me, let me see if i can pull it up i think he said something along the lines of they've been uh i've been wrestling 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 but you know what it's like when the buzzer goes i'll start throwing punches probably get a bit hard uh, and then continue striking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's that's just who he is. Sean Strickland, ladies I, and gentlemen. I, it, there's a part of me that even thinks he knows he can't win this fight, so he's just going to go out there and either do a sort of wannabe Korean zombie thing and just go out on his shield early just so he can go, oh, I fought him like a man. I was just, you know, I just went out there and I just wanted to fight him. Fucked out. I don't want to be like some wrestling, whatever the fuck he's saying. Um... Quite a good impression. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. I've been working on it. Um, So, yeah, so Adesanya wise, all right, let's pose this question to you. If Adesanya doesn't get a finish or doesn't in style dispatch of Sean Strickland, does it make us think less of Adesanya given how much everyone thinks he should be able to just destroy Strickland? Well, when you look at what his biggest foe Pereira done, to Strickland he's got to kind of he's got to knock him out or or he's got to finish him and finish him pretty quickly I think uh I don't think if it goes for a five round war Izzy comes out that looking good I think it's like you should just get rid of him and if and if he doesn't then I don't think it's a good look for Izzy but I don't think it will get in the way and that performance will soon be forgotten when the hype machine starts to go to work on the Dickless fight because I think that's that's th- 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 there's beef there. It's marketable, and I don't know where that fight's going to happen. Yeah. If it happens in, in in Africa, like huge, like absolutely huge, um, and I, and I think the, the the marketing machine of the UFC eradicates what what happened in a Strickland fight. If it was an average fight at best, I think it's onwards and to the next thing. And, and people's generally fight fans memories are, are you know, are, are quick to, to sort of park up stuff like that yeah. and get excited for the next fight. So I, I don't think if it goes five rounds, and it's a boring decision. I don't think it does him huge, a, a huge disservice. Obviously no one wants to see it, but I don't think it's going to be that, that dramatic. Cause it wasn't uh, long I, ago I that it, people were saying, God, he's been so boring. boring. So boring. Is the yeah. the two Alex Pereira fights of you know one in back? Everyone's like, oh, Adesanya, Adesanya. Yeah. But prior to that, with the Vittoris and the Cannoneers and the Romeros, boring fights. Boring fights. If he puts on a fifty forty five display here, but it's boring. He takes no risks whatsoever. And Strickland is, I mean, to be fair, I think Strickland, the type of guy, the way he comes forward, I think he will get clipped. But let's just say Strickland decides to be safe for once. And it's an incredibly boring fight, but he 50-45s him in a really boring way. I think people will have a few things to say about it. I don't think people will be happy. In, in, 
in regards to superstardom, I think a poor performance will see him, his stock drop below the big sort of ascent, ascending uh, stardom of, 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 of Sugar Sean. I, I think he's going to become the, the superstar of the division. You know, and uh, behind, obviously, McGregor, if we ever see McGregor fight again. Um, but I, I, I do think that you mentioned that Izzy appeals to a younger audience. I think Sugar Sean's got that tied up, and I think mm. he looks more exciting. And look at his fights. They're more exciting. Mm. You know, they're look what he's just done. Ridiculous. Uh, yes, Izzy's last fight against Pereira was, you know, spectacular uh, finish. But yeah, I, I I do think your casual fan, if it's another boring decision, your casual fan would just be like, oh god, oh oh, O'Malley's fine, wicked, like that. There's always fireworks there. So that yeah, maybe a casual fan might might lose a bit bit of interest in him. But uh, like I say, if the if the Dickless fight, it, uh, the wheels start turning on that, it's all for. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brilliant. But shall we move on to two of us of Volkov? Yes. This could this so, could be fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always fun. We're, 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 I mean, obviously, so Volkov's on a two-fight win streak um, with wins over uh, Rosenstrike and uh, Romanov. Uh, obviously, after he's lost to uh, to Tom, uh, and and he's been looking decent. I mean, he, Volkov's records really impressive, yeah. and and. And I think I've not I've not got Ty's um, record in front well, of me. Well, I think he's lost his last two. The losses to Pavlovich and Garn, yeah, hasn't he? he's lost his last two. And, Before but, that, I think he was but, like smashing up people like Derek Lewis and, and stuff in those crazy yeah. fights where he went on a bit of a, a really good run, actually. And I think they both have. And and, and so I, I think this is a, a quite a, a good fight. Yeah. I, I think whenever you see Ty fight, it's fun because... You know he's he's like big country. He'll go down on his sword and like, and he, he'll go down throwing. Yeah. And his game, crowd love him. It, I, I'm sure that arena's going to go insane when he walks out because he's just fans love him. I love him. I think he's great to watch. Uh, win, lose, or draw. When he lost to 
Um, gone. I just love the fact that they were even like as as he was getting teed off on, he was sort of smiling at him and congratulating him on the shots that were just smashing him up. You know, I, I do I do think he's just a a, a, a great character in the UFC. Um, and, and being at a, a, a the press day and, and seeing Volkov chat and that seems like just a, a really nice fella as well. Yeah. And uh, and so I think this promises to be a, a, a pretty exciting matchup. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the closest thing we've we've kind of seen to this for one of these guys would have been uh, Volkov versus Derek Lewis. Um, and Volkov was winning that fight for like four rounds and four minutes. And then Derek Lewis in the last minute of that fight just caught him with an absolute peach of a right hand. And Volkov crumbled and Derek Lewis won a fight that, that he had could, been really losing. And that could happen. I mean, Volkov's... Could, a, that's completely could that happen completely again. could happen. I mean, the thing is, Volkov's that bit older now. Maybe that little bit slower now. Taito Ivasa, you could argue, is a younger maybe slightly more athletic version of, of Derek Lewis, particularly given the, the age gap and the fact that Ty beat Derek only recently. I'm glad you put Derek Lewis on the end of that sentence because when you started talking about uh, the athleticism of Ty to of Arsenal, I was thinking, <laughs> against who? <laughs> well, maybe not so much against the Derek Lewis that we saw with a six-pack recently, but traditionally yeah. Ty having the win yeah. over Derek Lewis is probably a younger, faster version of, of Derek Lewis, the yeah. Derek Lewis that caught. Alexander Volkov. But the thing is, this is a three-round sure. fight, not a five-round fight. So Volkov only needs to say, stay safe for three rounds. So it's going to be interesting. What does Ty do? Does he hit some of those leg kicks? He's got underrated leg kicks, Ty Tuivasa. Does he hit some of those leg kicks on, um, on Volkov's kind of skinnier, longer legs, try and take that away from him and play a longer game? Or does he just go, do you know what? The best thing for me to do is a brawl because Volkov is technically swarming yeah, right from the technically off. Volkov is very good expelator champion. It's very very good heavyweight. Technically good boxer uh, uh, and kickboxer um, can use his length really really well. Can use those teep kicks well, um, which we saw really damage Ty to Ivasa in the Garn fight. So I wouldn't be surprised if attacking the body is something Volkov really wants to do here, but. If you, oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that was bad to watch. Uh, and even Ty had a moment with that where he was, at first he thought a shot was low. Mark Goddard was like, no, no, carry on, it wasn't low. And then Ty Tuivasa was just jiggling his own belly, being like, oh, look, it's making everything wobble. And Mark's like, yes, I know, keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I know your be- belly's jiggling. Um, but uh, it was great. So, so yeah, I want to see Ty win because I love Ty. I mean, if he's walking down to the octagon yeah. to like, Barbie girl, Celine Dion, whatever it is he chooses this time. It's all that's always good fun. I love that he doesn't take it too seriously. Big tie to Ivasa fan. Let him get on the top of the cage and have a shoey at the end of it. Um, but Volkov is no joke. Volkov is a really, really good fighter. And if he can keep moving a little bit and stay away from the brawl, keep um tie at arm's length, then I I can see him winning this fight. So we'll have to just wait and see what happens there. Um Again, there's just not much else on the card, I don't feel like. Cap versus Felipe Dos Santos. As we said, Cap on a free-fight win streak. Santos making his debut. Could this go the same way that Uzdemir Guskov went Saturday, just gone in Paris? You've got a guy making his debut, taking on a guy in the top 10. Yes, it's an amazing opportunity for the guy making a debut. For them to go, oh my God, I'm jumping into my UFC debut. And if I get a win, I'm immediately in the top 10. That's a phenomenal position to be in. A lot of people would dream. Phenomenal pressure. 
I don't know if it's pressure because I think all the pressure is going to be on the other guy, surely. I don't think it's pressure. I think it's opportunity. But there are levels to this. There's levels. And you saw that with Uzdemir Guzkov at the weekend. It looked like a guy making his debut against a guy that was top 10 in the world. You, there's only one way that fight's going to go. And Cap being on a sure. three-fight win streak, I, you'd be crazy to bet on or, or, or imagine that Santos is going to win this fight. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, tough. Blood Diamonds on, on the, on the yeah. undercard. Um, I mean, obviously there was lots of hype about him coming into the UFC. Two-fight losing streak. This could be shit or bust for him, mm-hmm. I think. I, I think another loss, and, and we're probably seeing the... Uh, the back end of uh, uh, of Blood Diamond and uh, off to another organisation. I'm presuming. Um, we, we mentioned Tyson Pedro on the undercard, obviously um, coming back after the loss to uh, Modestus uh, at 284. Uh, Carlos Olberg looks good. That- Carlos Olberg, yes, is, he's, yes. he's fighting a guy on a two-fight losing streak and I do feel like the UFC are maybe looking at Carlos Olberg as someone that could be uh, beneficial for them. Going forward, you know, a guy that, you know, he, he, he looks really go- good. He's got a fun fight style. I'm just going to try and pull up his, his record now just to see what recently has been going on with him. But I think he has done really, really well of late and has looked really good. Uh, and so I think, let me just pull him up here. Yeah, so he's eight and one. Obviously, a teammate of Israel Adesanya's over at City Kickboxing. Um yeah, lost his UFC debut to Kennedy Njokuchukwu, who you know is a good fighter that's been around for a while now, done well, uh, and then he's on a four-fight win streak uh, with three first-round finishes in his last three fights. I mean, that's pretty good going. I'd imagine that the UFC are seeing him as someone that they can hopefully promote more going forward. But again, he's only had nine fights. He's going into his 10th fight, but he's fighting a guy that has lost his last two. So maybe they're kind of doing a slow roll thing with him, but very, very good fighter. Um, And yeah, and the light heavyweight division isn't the most stacked division in the world. So uh, if he wins in good fashion, that would make it a uh, would be a five five fight win streak. If he gets another finish, that'd be four finishes on the bounce. You might be looking to move him into a ranked position after that. He has looked very very good, uh, Carlos Allberg, and I believe his his nickname is down here as uh, Black Jag, uh, Carlos Allberg. But I believe back in the day, uh, maybe when he was more on the regional scene, his uh, his nickname was Ladies Night. Because uh, he's just a very attractive man, and the ladies love him, so uh, that's quite a fun nickname as well. Um, oh, I'd never have a nickname like that. I love a nickname like that. You know, Stu, Ladies La- Night, Ladies Night, Stu Whiffin. They can't get enough of him, can Stu they? Stu, Ladies <laughs> Night Whiffin. Um, oh man, down the bingo hall. Well, look, we've we've we, we've been you know we've we, we've been a little harsh on the card. The card's not the most exciting of cards, but look, there's a lot of Aussies on that card, and uh, so I'm. In Imagine in the roar of that crowd when they walk in, he's going to bring hopefully a lot of fireworks. So when we do the post-fight show, I'm hoping that this throws up some absolute corking fights that maybe we're not expecting. So fingers crossed we get a big night of fireworks. We see Easy do a real number um, on Sean Strickland, and uh, and I'd like to I'd like to see a, you know a, a tie to a vase as you said on the top of that cage, shoe in his hand, 
Gasly in a cold one. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, so uh, fingers crossed we get a, a, a really good uh, turnout and, and, and scraps uh, on what is a little bit of a muted card. Absolutely. I mean... Well, look, is that... Well, no, I was just going to say, there's nothing else to really say about that card, but... In terms of this being not a very good pay-per-view event, I don't know if next week we might want to talk about this in a bit more depth, but um, for the following week's card is, I'm just trying to pull it up here, is uh, Grasso Shevchenko 2. It's not a pay-per-view event, but there is a belt on the line. It's that, um, is it Mexican Independence Day card? So they're obviously having Grasso defend her belt against Valentina in the rematch. Undercard of that is Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Maddalena. Uh, Della Maddalena. Who could have been on this card? Jack Della in Australia. Again, that's a weird booking for me. Put Jack Della in Australia, for goodness sake. Um, And then you've got uh, Daniel Rodriguez, who got head kicked by Ian Gary a little while ago against Santiago Ponzinibbio, which should be a fun fight as well. Like, again... It is a fight night card. It's not a pay-per-view event. But there's fights on this card that had they moved some of these onto the Australia card, if they had a co-main event of Grasso versus Shevchenko rematch, add Jack Della Maddalena on the card against Kevin Holland, you've all of a sudden got a a really decent pay-per-view card, I think. Um, But they haven't. But what it does mean is you've got a fight night the week after that has got uh, the return of Raul Rosas Jr. after he, he was hyped up so much and, he, and then he lost his, his most recent fight. You know, there's there's a few decent little fights on this card. Um, so you've got something to look forward to with a fight night coming up. Again, it's not in comparison to uh, 290, 291, 292. We've been spoiled for pay-per-views recently. But the fight night card really next week... There's a belt on the line, which is unique for a fight night card. And there's a couple of other decent fights on that card as well. So that could be something to look forward to as well. Absolutely. And uh, one person that's always featuring in the fights is Bruce Buffer. Um, We've had a fantastic chat with with, with Bruce. We met up with him when he was over for UFC London. And uh, and we filmed it in a really nice studio. Uh, So if you've not ever gone and checked us out on YouTube... Then, then head over and uh, and make that your first stop because it's a, a, a an amazing chat with Bruce who's obviously got stories for days and we really go in uh, on some of those with him and it's a, just he's just such a lovely fellow we had such a great day uh, hanging out and chatting with him and uh, and so go check out that and also if you're big fans of Aussie fighters then um, in our back catalogue you can go and listen to us. We've had um, Alexander Volkanovsky on twice now, and uh, I'd like to say he's a friend of the show now. And uh, we've had Dan Hooker on. Uh, so we've had some some great Aussie fighters on. And, uh, and I yeah, don't, I don't and know if it's okay to call Dan Hooker an Aussie, mate. Sorry, sorry, Kiwi, Kiwi, sorry. Oh, gosh, man, you're going to get gosh, all gosh, the New gosh, Zealanders coming for you now. <laughs> That is it. <laughs> mate, that, that, Don't know about ladies' night, but that, the that, Kiwi's going to be all over you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I, I, I was giving it some fighting talk on the last episode, mate. They'll all be thinking twice, mate. Like, they want a little bit of me in a pub car park, mate. I'll tell you, I'm ready, I'm ready for them. Right. Okay. We're, uh, we're back next time. Uh, in the meantime, like I say, go check out that back catalogue and, uh, and why not subscribe uh, and uh, like, share, retweet, all of that stuff. And 
I think that's all she wrote. Well, do you know what? Before we go, I just wanted to say one quick thing, and that is because we didn't mention it on the last episode. Oh, we've not, is, we've um, not have we? We partnered up with Gamcare a little while ago. Gamcare, a fantastic charity. Uh, so we are getting nothing for this other than uh, hopefully some good karma. Uh, Gamcare, a fantastic charity that help people with gambling addictions or even family of friends uh, of those that are suffering from gambling addictions. They provide a 24-7 helpline they ha- can get you very fast um, uh, counselling sessions uh, for free to deal with your addiction. Or if you're affected by the addiction of someone close to you, you can talk to them as well. Um, they do phenomenal work at, at Gamcare to try and help people that have been taken in by gambling and are in debt, are living you know, paycheck to paycheck or looking at payday loans and things like that in order to try and um, get by because of the the situation they've got themselves in with gambling. So uh, please check out Gamcare. Stu, do you have the website and the number? Certainly do. It's gamcare.org.uk. That's gamcare.org.uk. And you can call them free on 0808 802 0133. That's 0808 802 201133 all all the contact details for this will be in the show notes as well so if you uh, you feel like you want to reach out then um, in the show notes of this go and click the link over there also if you don't want to ring anyone then there's a little pop-up box when you head over to uh, gamcare.org.uk there'll be a little pop-up so you can just chat to someone uh, on the live chat as well if you, uh, you, you you don't want to pick up the phone so there's loads of ways that you can get help over there and then, and lastly once again it's gamcare.org UK. All right. I think we're done then. Yeah, mate. See ya. Bye, mate.